Hey everybody and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host Jonathan Moody and today we are Paulus. Um Paul's been really really busy uh lately and uh he just can't can't do so many shows. So uh sometimes he just lets me do my own um which is fun. And that means I can have two guests, you know, that I'm really excited <laughs> to have on. And first we've got Anna Zayden who um, who hasn't been on since we did Dawn's Plum. So welcome, Anna. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Hope y'all are good, too. Yeah. All right. And we've got Mark D. Valenti, who hasn't been here since Crack in the Floor. So it's a Gary Busey, you know, Mario Lopez flick. Um, Please welcome Mark D. Valenti. How are you doing, man? I'm fantastic, and I appreciate you exposing me to all of these uh, random films. It's part of the fun of it, I guess. You probably never would have watched. I never, you know? ever. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. But the uh, the movie actually stemmed from our conversation. Um, so I've been wanting to show this movie because we we at Indie Film Cafe do a lot of Brett Kelly films. Uh, I think the last one we did on Indie Film Cafe was Pirates of... Uh, Pirates, uh, Pirates Quest for Snake Island, and um, after then, uh, which got a pretty good review actually. Um, but uh, this uh, this one is his first film, and I've always wanted to show it because, and I'll I'll give some background on why um later. I don't want to want to get into it right now, but uh, Mark, it sparked from Mark because Mark and I were watching a movie for Man Eaters. Uh, we yes. I do a show called Man Eaters, and we did a wolf movie. Mm-hmm. And I and on that show, I mentioned the feral man because I like movies where you don't know whether or not he is a wolf or not. And then you sort of, I think in the film, you sort of figure it out, like what because they kind of tell you it's almost it's almost like Psycho. But we'll we'll get into that and why sure. why that's like the same. But uh, until then, uh, here's some mood music. <laughs> And we are back. All right. So uh, we're going to be talking about The Feral Man. Um, I think I mentioned the title, didn't I? Oops. If I didn't, oh, well, they'll know it now. They should know from the title of the podcast. It's right there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. The Feral Man. Um, so, yeah, and that <laughs> that uh, was very misleading poster right there because uh if you watch the movie it's on tubi so if you haven't seen it go watch it right now and then come back and listen to our podcast because we're going to spoil the shit out of it um (laughs) there is no and then the spoiler alert there is no man in a wolf suit at all during this whole movie and i watched an interview with brett and he actually talked about that he did not want to do a movie with a guy in a wolf suit going around killing people because I think it was because a uh, it it a lot of it just looks cheesy if they do it. Like it's usually a guy with a with fake fur on him and a fake werewolf mask that doesn't like open up or anything. Like it, it, you have to spend some serious money to make a a werewolf movie, and he this way he can just be himself and just be an actor. You know he doesn't need to put on a suit and be hidden 
Um, so let's go around. Uh, I'm going to start with Mark since we introduced Anna first. But Mark, what was your first thoughts about this film? Yeah, so it's interesting, right? Because when I first heard this title, I was thinking about, and I've talked about it before on some podcasts done about the primal brain, right? Which I think about, you know, that our brain is geared toward living out in the wilderness, you know, tens of thousands of years ago. Everything from the way that we absorb calories to the way that we just scan the environment. So I, I've talked a lot about the primal brain. So when I first heard this title, I thought, oh, is this going to be some connection back to that primal brain that uh, is, is uh, kind of geared toward living, living in the wilderness before we were civilized, let's just say. So I thought that was kind of my thought going into it. So I was kind of excited about watching it for that reason. Mm, I, I don't know if that really gave you the that feeling when you watched it i don't know well, i'm but... saying before i watched it that's yeah before you watched it, but when you watched it i bet you had a little bit of a different take um, on it <laughs> but what i took from it i think and this is probably very um selfish but uh, as an actor myself who does a lot of uh low budget films i thought i think that they did the best that they could with the budget that they had let's just say so i think it just reminded me of films that I've done before where there's been pretty much very low budget and uh and acting in those things so I think it's um so that was part of what I was focused on I think during during this film but um I mean obviously I was into the film itself as well but uh that was the thought that I had it was just like I've been in films like this before with uh not very much money at all for anything yeah and you gotta you gotta make with what you got and yeah. it's it's gotta be you both have that sort of feeling with it because you're both actors you know you you didn't start out as a writer director or something and didn't put yourself in your own movie you know you guys start out as actors and so you know when you look at a movie like this and you see a lot of these people who most of them most the actors haven't gone on to do much else you know they just did this because either they were friends with brett probably or they were uh, I don't know. Maybe there were theater actors who just wanted to give it a chance, um, you know, or whatever. Anna, what was your first thought? Well, I was kind of—I don't know. At first, I thought that the whatever the feral man out in the woods that attacked was it Danny? The Danny, name? Yep. Okay. Yes. When he attacked him in the cemetery, all you heard was breathing, and I was like, "Oh, he's got a stalker." So, <laughs> In a way, it's like the breathing just made it look like whatever the guy was, was stalking everybody. And that's pretty much what I took of it. Feral man is a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. But I was also disappointed about the part about the dog. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if he just left the dog alone, it would have been fine. But, you know, yeah. the <laughs> whole idea is the the feral man um feral is like wild or um yeah a furry i always think of like i think of that i uh when i think of feral so um when when i like when i originally found this um we were talking earlier about the myspace days and how anna and i knew each other back then and um when i was um a little uh like when I was starting my independent film, like podcast, I was looking for, I, I just started out like the first day, it's a test day, right? I just said, you know, I'm, and it was, it was called like test 
you know, episode or something, you know, right. It's just something where I was going to see if I was enjoying it at all. And so mm-hmm. I asked on MySpace, you could put the bulletin kind of how you can do whatever your oh, own yeah. status is. <laughs> I posted and said, if anyone wants to come on tonight on this live showing, come, come talk to me. Right. And at the end of the show, these guys are all joking on me. And like these guys, I barely knew they were all joking on me and junk. And then Brett came on and Brett was um, a, you know, uh, was just a guy I knew on my, MySpace. I didn't really like, you know, know him personally. I don't even think I had seen Feral Man at that particular moment. You know, I just oh. knew him from that. And so he came on to just say hello and to to do an interview, you know, or whatever chat. And these guys were joking on me and they were joking on him for his um, accent, you know, they were talking about because he's Canadian, you know, and uh-huh. stuff. So the whole thing was, you know, what's that all about? And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, like I haven't heard of that before and stuff. And then I said, uh-huh. well, Brent's the director of the Feral Man. And one of the guys shuts up and then goes, Feral Man, isn't that like from can't you get that like Blockbuster? And I go, yeah. You know, and uh, he was like, you got somebody who's got movies in Blockbuster on your show? <laughs> like, you know, and that was like the beginning of me networking. And eventually I asked all these other people who had things. And that was it. That was the moment I realized I'm going to keep doing this because, yeah. yeah, I had somebody. And so I always thank Brett for that, you know, and The Feral Man is the movie that like sort of got me to do this, got me to continue doing this. So I always thank him for, for my career in podcasting, you know. That's really cool. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm surprised that it took this long for you to actually have a show about it then, considering how much of an influence it had on you. Well, um, first of all, there, I'm glad we didn't do it with Paul. I'm just going to say this. Because Paul can be a little harsh on his reviews, and especially with some of the acting and stuff and um i i'm i'm glad that he said he didn't want to do it i was like oh yeah i'll ask anna too because it was always going to be you mark because we discussed this and stuff so it was going to be you me and paul originally and then paul's like no i can't make it and he's a little harsh on acting you know and Um... stuff and he's sometimes really harsh on brett's stuff like i don't know why but so a lot of times i i don't uh, I'll show him stuff, but uh, you know, whatever. But he loves he loves Brett still. Like he's just a little harsher on it. Um, and uh, uh, and and Brett's a little sensitive. He uh, has made, uh, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. Like you know, but he's made these shark movies, Raiders of the Lost Shark and Jurassic Shark, and those movies have gotten him death threats. People have said ooh. that they were going to kill him. For this movie after watching this movie and stuff and it's terrible and i've always felt terrible for him and so i've always been sort of cautious about doing these things because i'm just afraid that um you know and i don't want to lose my integrity but i love this movie you know in a way and i don't want other people to sort of you know to be a little to be a little bit too mean on it you know, or whatever, because this does have a little, this has a soft spot in my heart. And after rewatching it, this is a movie I've watched over and over again. Listen to the commentary, by the way, if you guys ever listen to the commentary, it is, it's just Brett talking 
And it is very informative on how to do your first low budget film on no money, you know, almost like a no money uh, film school, you know. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And so I I just enjoy Brett and everything. So when I decided to do this, this was when it, you know, when it was time to do it. Now, the Bone Setter and a couple of the other ones, they're, they're a little rougher around the mm -hmm. edges and stuff. But you could tell from this movie that he really meant well. You know, he tried really hard to make something that, as you said, Mark, you even said sort of like, you know, you could tell from the acting that, they're, that these people were basically amateurs who were trying, you know, right, trying to make a good movie. So. Yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing that. Uh, I didn't realize that about the passion that you had behind all of that. And um, I'm just blown away by the fact that he got death threats. I could see if it was something like, you know, Salman Rushdie, right, who did these, who did the book, you know, that, that people were against it because of religious things. Like, I just don't, I don't understand getting death threats over shark movies. Shark movies, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just they're crazy. just silly but like he it almost killed him like he almost retired from filmmaking um because of just a lot of this crap that was going on behind the scenes and me personally i didn't want him to quit like i love sure, him right. like um i i think uh he we need stuff like this um he's worked with big name actors too because he's done like a bunch of like westerns and you know, other stuff that um, not many people even, I, I, you can probably find them on YouTube. Right. I think so. I mean, you can search them out, but. Well, no, know. I mean, I think it's, I didn't realize that the, you know, your feelings on all this, I and mean, clearly you're very passionate about this and have a very specific opinion. I, I didn't, I didn't realize it. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. And I mean, even if like, you know, we do the stinkometer, even if like the movie does have like, you know, amateur acting, um, it would be worse if these were professional actors sure. who were doing it this bad. You know, we're doing it like that. Um, these are amateurs. These are people who, like I said, they were people he got, you know, he was probably all friends with all these people, you know. So he was like, hey, you know, yeah. there's a guy named Mark Cornia, you know, uh, who's been in most of his movies and, and probably pronouncing his name terribly wrong. And I'm friends with them on Facebook, so I'm He's going to, if he listens to this, he's yeah. going to be like, that's not my name. But all well, right. no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I was just um, filming recently uh, and uh, low budget, right? It was a, it was a crew that did one take typically for a scene. And I was like, okay, so we're doing one take and I guess we'll see how that goes, you know? So. Wow. Was, Actually, um, you need to do more than that for coverage, man. Uh, I know. Again, no. And that's by is is you know for people are listening it's not it's not a judgment on them it's just it was an interesting uh, approach from an actor perspective it was great because I didn't have to like redo the same scene ten times but it was just interesting to like just do one take and I guess I guess it was fine so it was just, it was so it's interesting working in low budget um, indie horror movies specifically to see like how different people do things so so it's um yeah it's just it's. Everybody does it differently, and uh, it was definitely, um, again, from an acting perspective, it was nice to have a fresh take. But was it safe? Was it was was there coverage? I, I have no clue. I guess. I don't yeah, know. I guess we'll find out. Um, I guess. If... Well, they had multiple cameras on scene, which was nice, right? So it's not like they had to do like different things. But it was just, I mean, from my perspective, it was 
it was good to do it like that, but I have no idea for um, safety and everything else like that how it was done. So yeah. my point is, my point is, is it, it's you know low budget indie uh, horror um, films are definitely a, a different beast altogether, and it's interesting to to, to be that night, and, and I appreciate uh, every experience I have with that. Yeah. Now, Anna, you've done, you know, you've done your fair share of indie acting or whatever. How do you yeah. look at like a movie like this, where it's obviously somebody's no budget film that they, they went out and made on their own, um, as mm -hmm. opposed to like, you know, movies that, you know, you've seen or whatever that you've been in. Well, okay. They tried their best. So <laughs> I give them props for that. There was only one actress that I was like, why is she talking like that? That was the one with the dog. It's like she was trying to talk like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> so that was the only one that I was like, okay, they should have taken her aside and told her, don't do that voice. <laughs> but I mean, that may be her real voice. I don't know. But that was, <laughs> I mean, also, I would have put more blood into it. Mm. But yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I also, when I started out, I had no clue what I was doing. I was. I was offered a part from working at a graphic design company. So they're like, okay, well, I want you in my movie. And I, I was like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, just, just be the part. So I was like, okay, I'll just become this person. So, but I mean, this movie, they tried. Uh -huh. That's a good thing. I think if they would have tried rehearsing it a little more and got together with each other, they could have executed it better. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. And the the woman with the dog that she was sort of she <laughs> she kept staring at the camera. Yes, I saw that too. You're not and supposed to look like at the camera. He said poopy. That's when it turned into <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. It's like go oh, poopy. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was that's my only complaint with the movie. Other than it wasn't a wolf like they show on the cover. Right. Like, I think I remember seeing this at Blockbuster. And I looked at the pictures. I was like, oh. uh, "No, I'm going to save my five dollars." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's interesting. Um, yeah, what did you what did you think of that woman, Mark? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think Anna's right. I think it was. And listen again. You know, I was um, commenting on this this recent film that did, which was amazing, by the way. And I appreciate working that with that crew. We did a ton of table reads, virtual table reads before that. So it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, by the time we got on set, it was being able to, to um, deliver, let's just say. But Anna's point is, yeah. like, one, it's like, I don't know if, if like, what they were doing. Like, they just basically <laughs> just went out there and just uh, experimented, I guess. So it's just, yeah. I, I, it reminded me of, and I get it, you know, back in the day, in the 90s, whenever this was. When was this? What did this come out? 2002, right? 2002, yeah. And I think right. it was the shot before then. Like I think he came out in twenty uh, two thousand and two, but it uh, actually was shot in probably like the late nineties or right. something. So, early so it reminded me of, and, I, and again, Jonathan, I know that you have a, a very specific connection to this. So I don't want to diminish that. It's just it reminded me of like doing random stuff in the basement with friends and just sort of filming stuff. And it's just I don't know. It was just. Yeah, that definitely does not diminish my feelings because, like, <laughs> that's what I like. No, um, yeah, I, I, I get that. It's just, anyway, again, I appreciate the amount of films that you've exposed me to that I never would have watched otherwise. 
No. Same here. <laughs> I, I I totally get that. And me and Paul are both like that, where we'll show people movies, uh guest movies, and they'll the whole time they'll be like, Yeah, I think we had Tina Krause on and yeah. Tina right. uh had seen one of them, the one that um Paul had done, then the one I had shown her, she hadn't seen it before, and the the other one that Paul showed her, she was just like, ah, you know, like <laughs> I don't no, like this is yeah. just terrible. Like, what are you doing right. to me? Right. You know, what was, what was the one you showed me uh, with that with that guy with the comedian that was always prepping? oh yeah, high strung. You high know, yeah, it's far. so funny because one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But because, because the, I appreciate <laughs> the uh, the director, writer, actor in that Steve Odekirk, uh wrote like Ace Ventura, uh, When Nature Calls, and then he also wrote uh, Bruce Almighty. And mm. when there was a line in Bruce Almighty that was like, um, uh, oh, you know, spite me, almighty smiter. And I was like, that is, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Nodekirk line. Yeah, it was- <laughs> because it, you know, it was just something that like, that I had heard, like I could tell came out of Odekirk's, you know, kind of uh thing. So I was, uh, I was laughing, but it was because I remind it reminded me of a, uh, you know, the movie we watched, and um, that movie was, you know, I, you know, I always laughed that you hated it, hated it, didn't like, did not, didn't not like it. You hated that movie, and it brought a great discussion on it because I, I was the exact opposite. I love it was a movie I watch all the time. But you're like, I would never watch that movie again and uh, you know. I love that I kind of stuff. You and know yeah, it's, it's uh taking up real estate in my brain thinking about it. So yeah. yeah. Like, See, yeah. I mean it I know, I know, it's still stuck in there. You know, you can't forget it. You know? That's like me with La Casa. I will La- never watch that again. La Casa. Oh. Some foreign film that was like so messed up. I was disturbed for four days after watching it. I mean, it just like sticks in you. Never heard of it. Make you watch that one? No, no. I watched that because that was a movie we found in in Mexico, and I was bored. I was like, "Here's a horror movie. I'll take that." And then halfway through, I'm like, "What was I thinking?" It was like very disturbing. That movie disturbed me so bad I couldn't sleep for a few days. It's disturbing is <laughs> not bad. That means it actually has an impact on you. So well, it was like the stuff they showed. I wanted to do this and <laughs> close yeah. my eyes the whole well, that's, time. That's, that's good though, it's, as opposed to um, you know, watching the movie that uh, you know, John John of the Mix. Well, speaking of disturbing though, like um. Uh, there's a uh, there was a podcast that we wanted to do with with Kate Phoenix. Uh, we came up with it when she was uh, on set. Uh, well, after she was on set, she uh, had like a day or two to to just come, you know, stay with us and hang out with us in Virginia. And uh, we were doing um, a podcast, and uh, we did a what the f Friday, you know, episode. And Paul picked uh, Pink Flamingos. And mm-hmm. it, Pink Flamingos is pretty disturbing. It was the first time I'd watched it. Now, I own oh. it, you know, and everything. And I, 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 it was hard for me to watch. I was like you. And I was like, ah, like wanting to cover my <laughs> eyes and hide away and stuff. Uh, and I don't think I've seen so that one. Kate was <laughs> like, well, have you seen Cannibal Holocaust? Have you seen... 
I saw that. Um, all these other, you know, disturbing films, you know, uh-huh. like extreme films. And I said, no, I won't watch them because I have no interest in, in you know, seeing stuff like that's going to disturb me. And she was like, well, as a filmmaker, you should see them because they are a, an essential part of, you know, whatever. So we're going to do a podcast at some point whenever we can get Kate back up here for like six episodes or whatever. Uh, or are you are you volunteering to come I down? To and... be, I would love to be part of that. I, I love all those films to be able to watch them. Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal uh, Faroe, whatever you know that one as well. And all the things. jungle one and Jungle Holocaust and all yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, I would love. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, yeah, if you can come down, place in that for sure. Yeah, if you can come down, we're we're doing it in person. We're not doing it over oh. online because they want me. <laughs> They want me to squirm. That's all they want me to do, you know, and stuff. They want to see the look in my face. I'm like six hours away from there. I'm okay with doing that. So. <laughs> well, uh, we'll call you when uh, when we're getting it together okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Love to have you come out. Like, yeah, it <laughs> would actually also love to hear because, you know, you are in, you know, the psychologist stuff. And we would love to hear the kind of the psychologist ideas of this stuff and, and what what really like why why somebody like me is like not into that stuff or whatever like what turn you know i love that you know and that's another reason i wanted to watch this have this movie for you uh because it does have sort of that um and once again i i i think it's from the end of the at the end of the movie he mentions like that when he hit his head that it triggered something or whatever that ended yeah. up giving him delusion. Right. Like the, uh, what is it, Phineas Gage story, right? Which I think you've heard that before, where the guy got the bar put through his brain and it changed his uh, whole outward personality on that. A friend of mine's dad had a, a situation happen where, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say what friend or anything, not calling him out, but his dad ended up uh, getting something happened to his brain. Yeah. And he became a completely different person, divorced his wife, uh, yeah. left his family, went on whatever. And, um, you know, we've never asked or, or anything about him again. Like he sort of became yeah. someone no, different. Good, good point, Jonathan. I mean, in addition to like that very um, graphic, again, look it up, Phineas Gage, right? He had that bar put through his head. He was like in the 1800s. But yeah, I, I've known people that have had a brain tumor that's impacted their ability to... Um, change the her whole uh, personality for sure so you're right so do you, would this actually could this actually happen where he would see you know kind of have delusions and other sure. stuff I mean, from yeah i mean there's yeah i mean without again going into personal details i was uh there was a colleague of mine who was a nurse who um had a brain tumor and it changed his entire personality where he was just he lost all sort of ability to socially navigate he was definitely very very um people were like what's going on with him so yeah anything can happen for sure yeah so that's interesting so I, it is. that's what i liked about this movie too is like and, and i said like the psycho aspect of at the end of psycho they have the big talk where they kind of explain what you know what is wrong with norman that sort of right. happens but it's not this big big ass talk like i think th- Honestly, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel, Mark or, or Anna, but uh, if you, Anna, you've seen Psycho, right? With yeah. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, the original yeah. film. Yeah, um, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, the end of Psycho, they, they kind of give like this 10-minute 
talk about basically what uh, what Norman's issues were and and whatnot because and from what I've understood and what I've read um, that they did that um, because that was a studio decision. Uh, Hitchcock did not want that because he wanted it to be left up to the audience to to figure out. But the studio thought the audience wouldn't be able to figure it out and they would be mad at the movie, you know, or whatever. And no studio. um, There's a great line in uh, Entourage uh, that I just heard again recently where one of the people goes, we're not uh, we're not in the business of people hating our movies, you know, right? And it it's totally true. Like no studio wants your wants you to hate their movies. So they'll do anything they can to make sure that your movie um, is sort of uh, is loved by everyone, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Not everybody's going to love your movie. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a great point. Well, no, I mean, there's always this debate, right. In exposition, right. It's, it's um, when you look at, and I, again, look at Raiders of the, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right. Which is obviously a stereotypically uh, well-loved movie whenever in the film. And I'm assuming people have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark on this call, but like, it's uh, whenever he was explaining to the government agents about the staff of Bra and how he was like writing on the on the bulletin board there or the um, chalkboard in the beginning. It was a great way of expositioning without actually sitting there and you know making an exposition. So I think the best films use exposition and use it as part of the film. Again, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a good example. So I think the best films do that in a way that it doesn't seem like it's just some boring lecture let's just say mm-hmm. well it's it's funny you say that because that's actually i remember when i was a kid those are the parts i fast forward <laughs> <laughs> i would do that because back when i was a kid i didn't care well, about right. story <laughs> and everything i wanted i wanted the snakes i wanted the, the rock <laughs> yeah. to drop i wanted the faces <laughs> to melt i wanted all of that stuff i didn't want uh the boring lecture on on this stuff <laughs> But now that's the stuff I look for, you know, because those are the things where uh, those are the things that are going to explain stuff to me so I can understand what the hell is going on, you know. Uh Um, But, yeah, it's funny. It's funny how when I'm a kid, I I don't care about any of that stuff. I used to fast forward through a lot of of movies uh, because just to get to the, the fun stuff, you know, that's that's why my Betamax didn't last very long. Um, A lot of fast forwarding. Anyway, um, and yes, Betamax people, that's that's a thing. That was a thing. Uh, uh, us three might be old enough to remember it all, but uh, yeah. a lot of other people probably. Younger people don't know what a laser disc was, you know, and yeah. fun stuff. They didn't have to. They were like, wait, phones were plugged into the to the wall? Why? You know? The um, biggest thing to mention is I had a VCR. Like, what is that? What was what? <laughs> a VCR. That sounds that sounds ancient. You yeah. Know? Oh, I was mentioning that to my niece who's 17 now. I was like, yeah, we used to watch stuff on a VCR. She's like, what is that? I was like, it's like a DVD player, but Not, bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I was and like, I had tapes instead tapes. of and she's like, what's a tape? I was like, oh, girl, we got to teach you something. (laughs) 17 and she didn't know any of that stuff? Man. She knew nothing. And then I blew her mind by mentioning an eight track. (laughs) I never had one of those. I never had that or a Laserdisc. Well, I remember my dad's 
it, I think it was a Chevrolet from like the fifties and it had an eight track player. So that's the first radio I ever knew about. Oh, nice. And then the record player, I mentioned a record to my niece. She's I don't know what that is. I'm like, wow, girl. Okay. Cassette tape. Nope. Do you so, guys remember the first now? I just don't know what we went through. <laughs> Do you guys remember the first movie you guys rented or bought on uh DVD. I'm gonna go with DVD because it's a uh, you know Ooh, further. Yeah. Mark, do you remember? Yeah, so I'm almost 50, by the way. So uh, the first movie that I ever watched on tape was Alien. Actually, no, you're uh -huh. saying tape, like you're saying v VCR yeah, or VCR tape. Yes, VCR well, tape. How old are you, how old are you Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 41. Okay, you know, so, so I'm a I older than you. Anna, You're a little you older, I think, and Anna's my age, right? You're about yeah. My age. I'm about yeah. to turn 41 next month. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the first tape that I watched was Alien, uh, back back in the day for sure, and that was uh, wow. it was crazy. To, yeah, back then. But as far as DVDs, um, I don't know the answer to that. I remember the first CD I listened to, which was uh, Ten Thousand Maniacs, uh, uh, whatever their um, whatever that thing was with the anyway, yeah, Ten and Pearl Jam I think was the the other first. CD that I ever listened to. I don't remember CD I listened to. I just remember going to the CD stores, which don't yeah. really exist yeah, anymore. Of course, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was one called Bandbox. There was one oh, yeah. called, uh, um, it later on became Plan 9, but originally oh, nice. it had a, it was like Echo or something, Echo something. I don't know, oh. but uh, Echoes. Echoes. That's what it was originally <laughs> called. And then they called it Play in Nine. And then they made one that was up in, you know, an hour away from me uh, that I don't know if it still exists today. Because CD stores, man, are like DVD, uh, are like video stores. Oh. They're, they're pretty much non existent. You're right. Yeah. So did you all live? Did either of you live in the era of going to rent, uh, you know, tapes at the, at the video store there? Yeah. Yeah, I actually okay. worked at a video store. Me too. Here. Okay. Yeah. It was a right. fun job. But right. I remember the first video I rented was 101 Dalmatians <laughs> when I was like five or six. Oh, geez. Okay. I was like five or six years old. And then when I, when we, I discovered horror movies, my mom would take us to the video store in town and they let us pick out one tape each. So I went to the horror section. I was like, I want to watch Freddy. <laughs> so they, they rented it for me and let me watch it. And I look back and I'm like, I shouldn't have watched that as a five-year-old. <laughs> but it's a good exposure though, back then for oh, sure. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, back I then. imagination from it. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, back then, I mean, in addition to Blockbuster, right, like I had a local uh, video store where we would, it was just everything. I, I remember being like enthralled by uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 when I saw that they could cover, which, you know, is like a playoff of the uh, Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. You're familiar with that, right? So and I'm like, what is up with this? Like, who, who are these people? It was just, it was just amazing, like how back then it was just all, you were drawn in by these uh box art you know of the, of the vhs tapes for sure yeah and I, the posters they used to have up in the video stores i remember 
they would be throwing them out every month. So we go up to the video oh. store and ask, which ones are you throwing away? Can I yes. have some? Yep. So we like have posters all over our walls of all these favorite that, movies. <laughs> that's why I loved working at the video store. You got to pick first before oh, yeah. you got to throw ones away. And then people would be pissed at me. Like, you know, customers <laughs> would be coming in. Can, can I get that? I'm like, no, sorry. And they would see it behind yeah. the counter. They'd be like, well, it's right there. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm taking it home. You know? <laughs> And because I, yeah. I used to like have my uh back was like flooded with like these big ass posters like you know some of my favorite movies and stuff and from that time period I don't even know if I still have them anymore I think they're gone you know oh. um but yeah I loved working at the video store because um it just but we didn't have Feral Man to go back to Feral Man but we didn't have it at the uh, video uh, store I mean it was that blockbuster. But we, uh-huh. our store, didn't have it. And I'm like, I had I had to literally go, even though I worked at the video store uh, that I worked at, um, I had to go to um, uh, Blockbuster just to rent, you know. And there's that line in, in the movie Clerks where he's like, I want to go rent the movie at Big Choice. He's like, but you work at a video store. He's like, I work at a well, he said a shitty video store. Or we got a, a different <laughs> video store, you know, like uh-huh. when I need to go to another video store to rent movies that I don't have at this one, you know, it makes total right. sense. To me, right. You know, but I, it wasn't until I worked as a, you know, at that at the store that I realized he was right. Because when I first yeah. watched, it, I go, that doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? That seems dumb, <laughs> you know, right? And yeah. uh, and now we live in an age where you can just stream almost anything you know feral man is available right now on tubi uh, but usually you had to go out and go find it and stuff and then you were lucky if it didn't skip you know um you know what i mean because people watch it all over and would wreck it up and everything and then they had that little spinner thing to clean the disc and scrape off the top layer that actually destroyed the disc (laughs) I, I did tell him I would love to see it on Blu-ray at some point. It's not on Blu-ray yet. And he said he doesn't have the rights yet, I think. But the uh, rights should be coming back to him uh, soon enough. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to do like a he's going to try to put it out on like Blu-ray and stuff. Um, because I just I think this it's funny because when you first watch it, it says Wild Eye. I remember when it was on Tempe, Tempe Video, you know. Um, and that that's a company they don't exist anymore. They got changed to Makeflix. Uh, Makeflix is another company uh, run by the same same guy, Jr. Bookwalter. Um, but Jr. put this movie out and put um, you know tons of Brett's movies out originally. And then I guess once the rights came back to Brett, Brett sent it to you know Wild Eye. So now Wild Eye, you know has the rights to many of these uh things i don't even think i don't even know if they did a different dvd release of this movie or not so uh but anyway i mean i i I would suggest if you haven't you know if you like this movie at all or like even for like the low budget factor of it of like going out there um and as as uh mark put it like you know a bunch of friends going out you know, kind of in their basement and making a movie totally makes sense. Like that backyard filmmaking is sort of gets my, gets my juices flowing in a way because um, 
what is it? Um, there was uh, there was a movie that that Madeline Deering, myself, and Paul watched, and Paul just hated, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever, and he just trashed it, you know, and everything. And me and Madeline were talking. We convinced him, you know, together. We kind of like tag teamed, and we convinced him that it was better than he thought it was, you know, <laughs> because. <laughs> Of the idea of the these kind of movies to me are what inspire other filmmakers to go out and make movies because they look at the look at what these guys did on a nine day film schedule, by the way, nine days, 20 hours days, you know, with barely any sleep making these movies, you know, and making this movie and then putting it out and getting it distributed like that is just. That that is amazing, you know, and um, and this was all before like the age of like the internet being what the internet is, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, a lot of times, what you had to do was you had to go to like a horror convention back then and meet these distributors and say, "Hey, I've got a film for you," you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Nowadays, you can just email these companies and say, "Hey, you know, would you like to?" see my film and my finished film and uh sometimes they'll do it and sometimes they won't you know um yeah i know a lot of friends who are having trouble just getting some of their films out now because there's so many that are out in the market that that places like tubi and and other places are actually starting to be a little picky you know Mm -hmm. they don't want they don't want everything on on there there has to be pretty decent um this movie, I you know, I feel like once again is one of those things where if people see it, hopefully they understand that this was, you know, and I saw a lot of negative reviews. I saw a lot of like one star reviews and one and a half and whatnot. And I was kind of like, man, what they don't they don't get it to me, you know? They don't get like the blood, sweat, and tears that that go into making a movie like this, you know? Yeah. Things. So, I I really. Once again, I am passionate about the movie, but that shouldn't sway anybody's feelings. Like, if you really didn't like it, you didn't really like it. Like, it's not everybody's cup of tea, you know? Yeah. Oh, so, um, but I I have a soft spot for this movie, so my score will probably pr- be pretty low. And I think we're about at that time. Did you guys have anything else that you guys wanted to add? Nope. I actually think we had this at my video store because the cover behind you mm-hmm. is it's really familiar and it's familiar because we had in the, in the back room I think but it was okay. on VHS but I never rented oh. it I, I I think it was one of the because the back room was all the reject movies that nobody wanted to see <laughs> so I would just look and it's like uh, no, that looks like it's horrible filming, so I just stick it back. But this cover really makes me think it was at my video store. I mean, I there was actually a different cover. There was a different Maybe. cover that was on the Tempe release. Um, yeah. This is more... And th- this cover... This uh, we're doing this audio mostly, so I'm going to have to <laughs> explain what this cover is. But yeah. it's, it's a sort of... To me, it's sort of generic cover. You know? Uh-huh. It's, it's just a... a a wolfman you know look yeah. and i yeah you know like you I've, I've seen this a million times like i don't feel like this is uh you know like if 
if I had seen this, um, and I didn't have the backstory I had with the, uh, um, I would have been like, oh, so it's another werewolf flick, you know? Yeah. Like that's it. Um, it doesn't look anything, you know. I probably still watch it because <laughs> werewolves are like my favorite subgenre of horror. You know, no. it's, it goes like werewolves, Sasquatch, vampires, zombies. Well, nice. zombies are like last. Probably ghosts and demons go before zombies. You know, um, this is our fourth werewolf movie to do together on the reviews. Holy shit, is it? Yeah, this is our fourth one. Which one did we do? Um, what else did we Ginger do? Ginger Snaps 1, 2, and 3. Oh, yeah, we did Ginger Snaps yeah. 1, 2, and 3. So this is our, well, I almost count that as like one, you know? This is yeah. the same series. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, oh, but yeah, mm-hmm. what were you saying? Uh, Mark? I'm just, I didn't know you did Ginger Snaps with her. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like doing all these uh random other movies and like the Ginger Snaps. I've loved well, it. In it all was, honesty, oh, the great. first one is the best one, yeah. the second and third kind of drop, you know, right. or whatever. Right. Like, I was, no. I had never seen them either, so I had no idea whether or not I was. Oh, no, I appreciated listen, I appreciated doing uh, what was it, The Trouble with Harry, right? That was, or whatever that movie was with uh. Where we did the Alfred Hitchcock movie, and you, yeah, you did the Troubled Hair. Then we did another one with you just recently, sort of recently. Oh, yeah. I think so. So yeah, so you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I yeah, I mean, I'm trying to show you good movies, but like many of this stuff. So that's this is why I have so many different channels and so many different podcasts know, yeah. because I try to do other stuff. It was it was me know. who like a lot of that stuff because. Paul wanted to go with all the bad stuff all the time, you know, like you did uh-huh. on Friday, and then I, I was I, like... You watch many different types of films, that's for sure. I mean, to me, it's fun to do that, and it's fun to kind of, you know, I gotta get you on, like, a Film Freaks, where it's a uh, movies that we love that won't be high-strung, you know? Like, <laughs> um, right. Yeah, stuff like that, because, like, you know, um, like, Liz uh, Fletcher and I are going to be doing um, uh, Stand By Me, you know, something like that, you know, for uh-huh. Film Freaks, you know, right. and and I think Paul's coming on that episode when we do that, things like that. Like, I, I like there, there are certain movies that I feel uh, are mainstream and, and, you know, amazing, you know, alien, you mentioned Aliens. You know, Alien, Aliens, all of the, you know, Terminator movies and things yeah. like that, you know. Oh, I loved um, all of those. <laughs> yeah. The, the Terminators kind of started, you know, after about two, started to kind of go off on its own, like, little right. thing. But I'm not. I think I saw the one. Was there a girl in one of them? Yeah, that was, was three. Like, okay. I think. Well, okay. there's three. Yeah, and that one I was, was like, ah. There was another one where there was a girl, too. Um, oh, really? I yeah. stopped after three. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, but you know, they're still they're still interesting, you know, mm-hmm. entertaining, but they're not nearly but see, that's the thing. They have a huge budget. And so if they're crap, they only have themselves to blame. You know, yeah. right? Like if the movie is crap when it's got zero budget, you mm-hmm. know. They tried, you know, like they didn't have, you know, and and a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just wait till you have money? And I'm like, some people can't just have money, you know, Yeah. like, you know, like even people are like today talking about Indiegogo, Indiegogo only gets you so much, you know, and Mm -hmm. and unless you are a, a company that has been 
doing it for years and you're really good and you're delivering on your perks and your, you know, whatever, things like Uh-huh. that. Um, I, I don't want, but you all know who I'm probably talking about. I know Mark at least does, but there's certain people who are just really freaking good at their, um, Yeah, you know, at their Indiegogo's. But then there are people like me who have tried and haven't really raised a lot. Like I think the rate most I've ever raised is three grand and that's Yeah. Uh, he just took his camera. I think he was even, uh, maybe he had somebody like hold the camera when he was acting, but I think most of the time he tried to, you know, tried to get in there and, and do it because that's what you have to do. You know, you have to get it done, you know, and as quickly as you
some of the acting they needed to practice a little right yeah but to go back to the music we never touched on that though but the oh, music so was the music it reminded me of stabbing westward and i love stabbing westward so i was like oh man this is pretty awesome but when when the uh there were points where i was sort of laughing because like uh-huh. that noise that groan that happened randomly oh, yeah whenever he was going through that thing i was yeah. like what is that like why did they mark what did you think of that like wasn't that a little, little weird like yeah, i mean it's a little bit distracting sure i mean yeah, yeah. i was like uh what was what is going on and i thought that was him at first when i first right. listened to it i was oh, yeah. like right. oh my goodness and it was i guess it was supposed to be you know what's happening to him as a like the the, the part of his brain that was triggering whatever at that particular moment yeah. you know or something us the audience letting us know like like something was happening you yeah. know or whatever which i don't feel like it needed but like i don't know it was weird to me but yeah i i still sort of enjoyed it uh still enjoyed that um what about you mark yeah i mean as far as <laughs> as far as films are concerned that you've uh, introduced me to i would say this was not uh horrible i would say i, I, I would give it like a five i mean it wasn't anything crazy it wasn't anything that's going to be like I recommend watching this, but it wasn't anything that was out of, out either. So I think I, I, it was, I, I was, I felt like overall it was um, average. Let's just average. Say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything that was, again, <laughs> um, like I said, there's been films that you've shown me that uh, I felt like were like, oh my God, this is horrible. This is just average. <laughs> and they were, and they were trying. And again, I can, and maybe part of it's my own bias to being a, independent horror movie actors that like they were trying you know what i mean so it wasn't horrible yeah they were trying they were they were doing something like i said a lot of these people were not actors who've gone on to do anything else like a lot of them this is their only movie you know and maybe it was after they watched it that they go you know (laughs) maybe maybe maybe. i'm not maybe i'm not an actor you know or whatever (laughs) maybe i mean the, the the only person who really like I felt was like sort of other than the the dog walker I thought she was she, her performance was a little weird yeah. was a little different but uh the other person who I I, I almost kind of cringed every time I heard like it's not in a bad way like not in a way like I think he's like whatever I just I think I don't know he he chose some weird things but it was the boss. The boss guy. Oh yeah, that guy. The, the, yeah. This shop. There were times where I'm like, you know, he's trying too hard. You yeah, know, like it's like, a good call out. So, yeah, and so there's like, like he the was trying to over pronunciate words. Right, and there was one yeah. point where he's just like, um, uh, I think that the the thing that really annoyed me was when he was like. I, I told you to pee out on the spot in two minutes and you were not on the spot in two <laughs> minutes. And he's like, my dad just died. And then he yeah. like, the guinea runs off and he's like, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I, like, sorry, you can't see that if you're listening to this, but I gave a weird look because that's what he did. He right, just right. gave this weird look yeah. to him and yeah. Danny runs off and, and everything. And so I don't know, but as in, in a way, sort of that gives me a little bit of um watching a movie like that sort of gives me 
this enjoyment of uh of, of seeing an actor who once again i think this guy's never done anything and i don't think he's a professional actor you know and uh and whatnot and he chose you know i'm i'm sure when he got the i don't know i'm sure there was a script oh when he got the <laughs> script he was like looking at it going this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make you know these decisions to do it right. or maybe he was on the spot that's what he decided to do i don't know maybe even brett told him that's what to do you know what i mean and he sure. just did it the way brett told him to do it um i don't know um all i know is he was was not the greatest of them all as far as acting goes um and and some of the uh I, I, I kind of laughed where that guy came in and was trying to like make out with the girlfriend and then Danny runs in and just attacks him or whatever. The right. private detective guy, which we never even never even went over, but the private detective guy comes in and he gets attacked by Danny. And it was <laughs> it was so strange. And like the girlfriend's not like, Danny, what are you doing? You know, she's just like standing there kind of staring at this whole thing. So I don't know. There were some dis decisions that sort of affected my my vote of, of this movie, but I'm still going to give it a four. And um, and so, yeah, I probably liked it a little bit better than you guys. Uh, once again, because I have a little bit of a of like a bias toward it, you know, a little bit of a, um, you know, a passion toward it. Um, and once again, like it did the same thing that it normally does for me when I watch it last night, which was it made me want to get up and 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 want to make make movies, you know. So you see yeah. a movie like this, you get hyped up, and you're like, "Man, look what they did for that much money," you know. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping that's what happens. Sadly, in these days, I think people are so used to, um, you know, movies that are on HD you know and they're so polished and and they look so good and it's even harder to to make a movie like feral man today uh -huh. like i don't think you could do what brett did then and and actually get out there because what brett what brett did was he took a camera that nobody uses anymore but mm -hmm. back then they did you know and uh and and made a, a movie with this Friends and family, I'm guessing. I'm guessing some were family, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and whatnot. So, you know, and I think he even had an acting class that he taught, if I'm correct. And he, mm -hmm. I think he had some of them come out to check it out, if I remember correctly. So oh, yeah. it was it was nice, and he got he got people from his local town to interview him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to me, that that shows a um, a person who really, really tried hard to to make something good with his uh, community, and you know, and had a lot of fun. So, um, mm -hmm. all right, we are almost at the end, but uh, I just wanted to kind of catch up with you guys. Um, so this won't be out for a while. I don't know when, but it's going to be a while. Just so you guys know, this like we've been doing this earlier, and then it's getting released later. You know, so, um, but you know say this comes out in like november or something like that well like what have you guys been up to since in may like 
close to May. What, what have you guys been doing and what have you guys been up to? So, Mark, uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, doing a... Well, actually, I'm involved this... Uh, Jonathan, I think you're actually invited to the um, group. It's, it's an anthology film called Six. It's six different uh, short films that we're doing together, and it's uh, myself and uh, other actors, and uh, we're just doing random short films, and we're doing each one every few months and uh, putting it all together. So I was, nice. uh, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, there was a film called um, Extreme Dating Game, where I was uh, a uh, bit crazed of a, uh, of a host of a, of a local, what do you call it, television thing, where I invited random actresses, female actors onto the show and uh, used that as a way to try to get back at them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, so each, there's six different ones, and we're actually going to make some announcements soon about some um, horror movie icons that are going to be in the third film of the six. So, uh, nice. As well. So, you know, I don't know cool. if you're part of the group or not. I thought I, I think I am. Part. And uh, it's, it's run by one. Scott, right? If I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. Scott, Scott Sanford. Sanford. Yes. Um, who I love. I adore him. Uh, he and yeah. I uh, chat all the time. And right. um, so we're doing, um, yeah, so we're doing that. We already did two of the films, and uh, we're doing the third one soon. And uh, it's, it's part of a good uh, anthology film. I've been sort of helping cool. him, too, because he's. Uh, uh, he's getting uh, some stuff with the first first draft or whatever the final draft the um thing. So he needed he, he needed my help on some stuff, and I'm oh, good. Okay. I, I yes. love I, I adore Scott. I think he's a uh, he's a wonderful person, a human being. And uh, so um, if you don't know him, uh, Anna, I would add him as a friend. He's a good person, you know. Cool. And, uh, Scott yeah. Sanford. Yes. Yeah. So, Anna, um, are you part of the group six or not? Did I invite you? I think I am. I thought so. Yeah, I got an invite for it. I think I accepted or joined. Okay, well, definitely joined. Yeah. Yet, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, what about you, Anna? What have you been up to? Well, I'm waiting on a script for uh, a TV series. It's called Empire Down, done by Jamie My uh, McDowell, and I'm pretty much going to be playing the Queen of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> nice yep and uh it's a six episode show and i'm supposed to be in all six episodes so that's pretty cool awesome. and i actually i posted one of the teasers of the test shot that i did i did a clean one and the not clean <laughs> so people get to see me do something a little different that's not quite as sweet as i normally am so it's like okay here's my other personality <laughs> And if I'm correct, you were in uh, a new uh, James Balsamo movie. Or whatever oh, yeah. Hollywood Werewolf. I actually made it to the trailer, which I wasn't expecting. I was just <laughs> watching the trailer. I'm like, oh, no, I, they know I'm in it now. So <laughs> that one, I went over the top, out of my mind, crazy doing that stuff in a fun way. I think I remember so when you did it. see that when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, I was in Mexico when I did it. I think I remember when you did it because you like messaged me about it or whatever. Yeah, I told to you about the wildness about it. It was yep. it's definitely different. <laughs> but so, it was fun. I like working with James. He's really cool. Yeah, he's he's definitely one of those. And you know what? Zoom sort of helped him out too because I know – a lot of what he does is he'll go to like the horror conventions and he'll meet people. Uh -huh. And do you know who James Balsamo is, uh, Mark? 
Um, I think I'm connected with him on Facebook. I don't really know him or work with him before. So he he's constantly making like five movies uh, oh, every month. Doing, you know, he's like, been doing children's movies. Yeah, uh, he's doing Reagan a lot of Splendor. different stuff. Yeah, all over the place. He just put out a book that's like jokes and puns. <laughs> He's good and at puns, like all the yeah. <laughs> when I when every time I meet him, every time I see him, we uh, he's always doing a pun to me, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, like he could just do it, you know. Uh-huh. And it's almost like it's it's just natural to him, yeah. You know? And and so when he said he was making a joke, uh, a pun, uh, book, I was like, nah, that makes sense. And I'm like, she giving everybody your secrets, you know, you're kind of telling everybody your jokes. Yeah. I don't know if he can, but I'm sure he can keep, keep making them, you know, or yeah, whatever. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> he was cracking jokes at the first filming I did with him. I actually went cool to his hell, house. Right? And, yeah. I went to his house and it was in Long Island. I had never been to Long Island. So I just hopped on the train and went two hours away. Didn't know where I was going. I get out to the cab and I'm like, let me find the address. And the guys, I was like, I'm going to act in a movie. And he's like, James Balsamo. I said, oh, you know him. He's like, the oh, cab driver knew who he yeah, was. The oh, cab wow. driver. Jeez. He took me there. He gave me like a $5 discount and everything. I was like, wow, this guy's awesome. Yeah, and then that's I like, walked that's, in. That's the best cab driver like, around. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, the James asked, he's like, Did you have trouble getting the directions to the cab driver? I was like, dude, the cab driver knows you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's gotta probably he, deliver, you know, other people and drive other people. That's to what he James's said. He house. said that he's constantly driving people back and forth from the the train station to his house and back. So it was everybody was super friendly. Felt comfortable with James straight from the start, so I was like, "You should have asked the cab driver to be in his movie." I know. Oh, he probably is. Honestly, I just (laughs) haven't seen him. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's funny. I just like pulled up my phone and I was like, "I'm I'm supposed to film a movie," and he, "Oh, I know where you're going." (laughs) Yeah, James, James's house. Let's go. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) And you could have said that. That could have been into a different, a whole horror movie in itself. Of like, he goes, "Yeah, I know where you're going." And then oh, yeah. he's not bringing you to James's house, you know. Yep. But uh, no, <laughs> thankfully it worked out. Um, yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I, I I love that, and I love that you guys are constantly you guys are constantly working, which makes me uh, happy to see. You know, um, I'm not like you guys because like I'm acting in a week. Uh, I've got a uh, I got a small part in a John Johnson movie, um, uh, which. I'm happy with because I don't really want a huge part, you know, oh. and uh, and Paul Paul's going to be in it as well. So that's sort of nice. We can, as Indie Film Cafe, show up and hang out. And John's actually yeah. done a couple episodes, a few episodes of uh, Indie Film Cafe with us. But um, John, you know, uh, so we're going up there and I don't like I don't seek out roles. You know, I don't audition uh-huh. uh, really. I mean, I've only auditioned for like Rebecca Reinhardt you know once you know kind of uh-huh. thing. i don't really i don't do it because i don't uh acting is not like my it used to be when i was a kid that's what i wanted mm-hmm. to be but when i got older i was like kind of want to be behind the scenes like it's more fun uh, making the movie so- than being the you know lead actor in it because then 
um, you know, if I'm if I'm directing and acting, it's hard to to see what I'm what everything's happening, what's going on, you know, and everything. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if you guys have directed anything, but it's really hard to sort of see uh, and act it at the same time. It's sort of hard to, you know, when you're acting, you're in the moment and everything. You're not you're paying attention to what's around you, but you're not paying attention mm -hmm. to like yeah. what the film is you know, shooting and, and where, where things are being, you know, um, and then you have to go look in the monitor and replay it and see, and, you know, and everything. So it's, it's a little bit harder. Um, Agreed. But it takes, you out, it takes you out of it for sure. Agreed. Yeah. And so that goes back to Feral Man. I mean, he had to act, direct, produce, you know, he yeah. did everything. And yeah. so I can understand if, sometimes things didn't go the way he probably hoped it would or or he mm -hmm. didn't have time to tell a person can you tone that down a little bit or whatever because he, he wasn't like your buddy who says one take he was probably like let's <laughs> you know let's do more than one take but um to go real quick real back to that lady the poopy lady i think we've been talking about her a lot <laughs> but like when she, she kind of does it like three or four times you know, uh -huh. talking to her entire dog, and then it would go back to the wolf, then it go back to her, and then go back to the wolf. And I think they did that. They did that to pad the movie out a little bit. And I uh -huh. think really only she was supposed to do it like once or twice, and then that's it. And so yeah. he probably asked her to do it, give a different version each time, and then he just ended up using all of them. So um, that was probably half the problem with that. But. Yeah. You know, um, anyway, uh, I, I'm i very glad you guys got to see it. Um, yeah. um, I'm glad it was a little better than like High Strong or, you know, um, all these other ones I've shown yes. you. Like, no. I think you gave this a better. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. It's, it's I think you gave this a better score than a crack on the floor, you know, so. Yeah, it was, listen, I'm not complaining. It's, it's, it's fine. I appreciate being exposed to things I never would have seen otherwise. Right. Thank you. Because then, you know, then you can say, I've seen it. Right. Exactly. I don't ever need to watch it again, but I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. uh, me, I mean, like I said, this is a movie. I used to have, I do have it. I still have it on DVD. Um, I'm going to continue to watch it. I love the commentary. So if, um, once again, I re totally recommend buying the DVD and listening to commentary because it is film school 101, you know, no budget mm -hmm. film school 101. Uh, Brett just talking about all the the trials and tribulations he had with the making of the movie, and and maybe your your feelings toward it might change a little bit if you listen to it because you can understand sort of the pressure and the sort of the the feelings he has, you know, toward mm -hmm. his thing. So, um, but yeah, once again, if it weren't for my love for it and how much I enjoyed it, I probably would have gave it a, a, a you know, if it were something I watch now. I might have given a bigger stink score, but because it's something that's been sort of a love of my life, you know, and everything, I can't, I just can't, um, you know, give it, give it, I have to give it a four, which um, isn't like a one or a two, but is, is up mm -hmm. there, you know. Um, so, um, all right. Well, thank you guys all for checking this out. Hope you guys enjoyed this show. Uh, once again, go watch it on uh, Tubi or buy the movie. Uh, and um, Mark, how can people reach you if they'd uh, like to cast you in something? Oh, 
thanks for asking my question. They can uh, just email me directly at uh, my last name, Valenti, V-A-L-E-N-T-I, M is in Mark, D is in David, at gmail.com. All right. Awesome. Uh, what yeah. about you, uh, Anna? Uh, either Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, or even my email, which is Anna Zayden X at like A-C-T-S at yahoo.com. Do you both have a Twitter? Do you guys tweet? I do, but I don't use it. Yeah, likewise. Me neither. <laughs> I, uh, I, I literally got rid of it recently. And, uh, I don't know. What face, Facebook or Instagram, it. not so much Twitter. I, yeah, I, I got rid of it, but I have a, uh, I have one that was suspended, like an account that's suspended, so mm -hmm. I can't use it. But I use Spend it just to, because <laughs> sometimes I still like to see what's going on, and sometimes mm -hmm. Twitter yeah. does update you on things. Um, but I, I didn't like being on it because I felt like, um, it, it's just becoming this thing where. People are like, I'm. I'm just getting nothing but like people trying to tell me to spend money there, and I'm uh, like, the dude who bought it's a billionaire. Like, why does he need more yeah. money? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like it should be. This should be like, okay, I'm. I'm giving you guys something for free and helping everybody out. You know, like yeah. But whatever. So, <laughs> I just I don't I don't like it, and I feel like it's a uh. You know, not my personal cup of tea, but who knows? One day I may be back on it or something, but I I don't know. Probably not. Uh, not for a while, at least. <laughs> not until things calm down or or whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. but aside from that, everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and let us know what you guys think. And uh, tune in next week. I have no idea what it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be Paul's or my video. I don't know. It's just we kind of do it you know, in our own way. So uh, thank you guys for checking this out and hope you have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.